Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. This message is by Colin Squires. Uh, to quickly recap, if you're just joining us, we're on a, this journey that God has taken us of exploring how to share our life, how to share our faith, and how to share Jesus. Um, now, again... We're, we're taking this kind of approach of like the Couch to 5K app. We're not starting with a marathon. We're starting where we are at. And God is very graciously taking us on this journey. And there's, there's that little bit of that, come on, guys, come on, there's more, there's more. And at the same time, he's, he's not, you know, just like, come on, come on. You know, he's, he's just leading us. Amen. Uh, and so our part is to be willing to go on the journey with him. Amen. Now, um, Last week, the, the, the kind of four things I felt God really wanted to say, to communicate to us, uh, and those were that our motivations of why are we sharing our faith are so important, that they're motivated by God's heart, and more of that reminder of that later. But also that you have a story, we have a story. No matter what it is, you have a story that God wants to share through your life. The third thing was that we, all of us, are already qualified. We were qualified by Jesus and the infilling of his Holy Spirit. Not experience, not track record, nothing else, just him. Amen? And then the last thing is that your story, your life, is powerful because it is full of God's Spirit, full of Jesus. Now, just to help recap these three things, sharing life, first we talked about. This is that love in action. It is in opening our homes, inviting people in. It is uh, feeding the hungry. It is making neighbours out of strangers. It is making neighbours family of God. It is sharing all we are practically. It's involved in people's lives. It's sharing the stories of, of who we are and the way we tick and all those kind of things. And most importantly, is also listening. Now, who has been doing that over these last few weeks? Who's opened up their home, invited somebody over? Let's, firstly, because we're all British, let's have everyone show me, just a show of hands, who's feeling participatory this morning? Everyone who's up for raising a hand. Okay, so this is why there's no point asking a question, because half of you wouldn't raise your hand anyway. <laughs> now, who's feeling conviction by the Holy Spirit? We should all be feeling participatory this morning. Okay, hands up again. Let's get every hand up. Come on, everyone like, yeah, I'm, invo- I'm on this journey, Colin. I'll get involved. Brilliant, there we go. <laughs> Here we go. Um, Okay, so let me ask you, who has invited somebody or been invited or shared your life in some way that you probably wouldn't have otherwise if we weren't doing this series and God wasn't speaking about those things? Hands up. Let's have a round of applause, everyone. Great job. Hands up. Who's found it at sometimes challenging? Hey! Yeah, uh, do you know what? There have been times where I have honestly thought to myself, I've been so busy, I'm so exhausted, the last thing that I want to do is spend time with other people. And do you know what? I'm being honest, some of you are thinking, well, I was one of those people that you spent time with. (laughs) (laughs) Why did the Apostle Paul, uh, sorry, Apostle Peter, have to say to the early church, show hospitality without grumbling? Because some of them were grumbling. I can grumble. Because the early church were just as human as you and me. Okay? So sometimes we grumble, but sometimes we go, God, forgive my grumbling. I want to just have a great time with these people. And you know what? Every single time, every single time where I've arrived with a like, oh my goodness, I'm so tired. Whether it's having my, my prayer triplet guys over, or whether it's been going out for a meal, or having a friend come to just catch up. Every time I've started with, oh, Jesus, I don't want to be here, I'm so tired. And you know what I've left with? Thank you, Jesus, for your life. 
Hey, praying together is so life-giving. Sharing life and a meal together is so life-giving. I arrive feeling full of cold and just feeling tired, and, and I've left feeling energized and, and just been given life. And I don't think it's just because I'm an extrovert who likes being with people. It's because of God's life is being shared. So I really encourage you, if you've not done it yet, or if you know you've been grumbling, or it's been difficult, hey, let's sign up to that club together, because we're all there, but let's go on the journey with what God is saying. Amen? No excuses, no, I'll do it later. No, even when we're, we're really tired, God's grace is going to be sufficient. Oh yeah, wisdom and all those kind of things. Maybe I need some more of that, but let's go on the journey. Amen? Great, right. Sorry, Colin, you said we're going to be talking some more. So here we go. Psalm 96, verse 2 to 4 says this. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. Publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things he does. Great is the Lord, most worthy of praise. This is the sharing faith bit. Sharing what he has done, our experience of him. Those salvation stories, those testimonies of him walking us through difficult situations. All of those things we mentioned last week. That's sharing faith. And then, and that's what we're talking about today, part two of that. Uh, you might remember last week I sort of stopped in the, almost the middle of a message. That's because part two continues today. And the next bit we're going to look at in the next couple of weeks is sharing Jesus. So if our faith is our experience of him, the, the sharing Jesus is who is he? What has he done? What does it mean that he died on the cross? What is sin? It's sharing who he is and what he's done. But today, sharing faith. Now, you may remember last week, I briefly shared this testimony that most Christians, 67%, um, struggle with sharing their faith. Now, this is from an American report by the Barna Group in 2018. A more recent study, the Talking Jesus Report, we've also talked about in 2022 in the UK, showed that actually it may be as low as 20% of Christians struggle. There are some conflicting data because 40% say, actually, I struggle with the question part. What if people ask me difficult questions about my faith? And 52% in the UK say, I think somebody else, another Christian, would be better at it than me. Okay? Anyone in that 52%? (laughs) Right? So, So there are these different stats, but the important thing that we want to take from this is that Looking at the stats of where people share faith, it is impactful. It changes lives. Now, another, another stat, I mean, I can get the idea of not wanting to share faith. We live in a postmodern, post-Christian society that says, hey, whatever your truth, you do you, that's great, but don't put your beliefs on me. And, and a society that's more about um, uh, atomization and tribalism and separating everybody out rather than something that could bring us together. And this whole thing of if, if you disagree with me, it's because you're judging me. Um, and, uh, and, and it's difficult sometimes. I get it. I'm not saying it's easy, but saying that it is something that God is calling us to. Now, um, this other interesting stat from the Barna Group was that in 1993, the last time they did this similar kind of questionnaire, they found that 89% of Christians who had shared their faith agreed that this is the responsibility of every Christian. In 2018, it was 64% of Christians, so a 25% drop. Now, again, in 2022 in the UK, it looked like as many as maybe 75% of Christians or so said that it's still our responsibility, but nevertheless, still a drop. And in the Gen Z, this emerging, you know, the emerging generation, so um, uh, born around the kind of um, turn of the millennium, this generation is just far more saying, actually, I'm not sure that it's even the right thing to share faith. Sometimes it can be offensive to share faith. Um, So this is challenging to me, as I'm sure it's challenging to all of us. But it's also encouraging, 
Because the whether it is 23% or whether it's uh, uh, 36% of Christians who say, it is not my responsibility to share the gospel, it's the responsibility of an evangelist or a pastor to share the gospel, that's not how people get saved. Well, it sometimes is. But the vast majority of people get saved because a friend or a family member shared in love Jesus and their faith and their testimony with them or invited them to church. Okay, so for all those people who go, it's not my responsibility, it's someone else's, it's, it's just not true. It must be ours. This is, we have been, the, good, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, you, us, to preach good news. It's us. Okay, now we've established that, that all of this we're talking about, sharing faith, is in the context of love must be in the context of love. But if we've established that, and we've all talked about, we've talked about motivation and all those kind of things, then today let's get practical. Okay, we, we know our heart is right, we're, we're in good relationship with the Lord and with others, we genuinely want to love them, we genuinely want to share faith with them, out of love, for them. How do we do it? So let's say, someone said this to me recently, and it was a brilliant question, they said, I've often got people around to my house, or I go out to, you know, to a pub with friends, or I hang out with them loads, but I really struggle to know with how do we go from our friendship, which is great and praise God for it, how do I open up the faith conversation? How do I talk about the things that are like the, the nitty gritty of life, the meaningful, deep, difficult things, the things that really matter to people? How do I go there? And I thought, what a brilliant question and what I'm sure we can all often ask ourselves. So rather than give some tips or some Bible verses or something like that, just want to give room for the Holy Spirit to speak to us together and to share around our tables. So our next question, just to take another five minutes to share, is how might we do that? You might share something from experience. You might share something just as the Holy Spirit leads to you. It might be just as you think about it, just something drops into your mind. You think, yeah, for that friend or that person, I should do this and share it for some accountability. I'm going to raise this subject or I'm going to ask them about whatever. Okay, so around your tables, the picture we've got is you've already got some friends coming over you're or you're already hanging out with people. How do you take that, that conversation deeper to something more meaningful, perhaps even about faith in Christ. Okay? Over to you. Let's, uh, let's, have, let's have some suggestions from the floor. So was there something that someone shared you thought, oh yeah, that would be great. That would be a great way to really engage people with like, something deeper. Just put your hands up. Give me, give me a shout. Anybody? Is that hand over there? Yeah. <laughs> they were too busy talking, didn't hear what I said. So, um, did did anyone have a brilliant suggestion of like, yeah, this would be a great way to to engage with people? Any suggestions? Oh yeah. Brilliant, yeah, being vulnerable and open. But how can we expect anyone else to share their secrets or their brokenness or their difficulties if we're not willing to go there ourselves? Yeah, brilliant, fantastic. I was fine if, you, if you're positive, always positive. Everybody says to me, oh, how, you know, how are you? I was good. And sometimes they ask the question, why you was good? And then I have to explain, well, oh, Lord. So, yeah, being, being, being positive. So, it's interesting, this is almost two sides of the same coin, isn't it? Like, so, the one side is, is being positive because we're full of life. And the other side, not being false. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you know, we're being positive because we do have an answer. Yeah. It might always be immediately felt, right? So, but these two things are so important. Yeah, being, being real on both sides. There's a reality that God is good. There's a reality, sometimes it's still hard. You know, both those things, brilliant, fantastic. Anyone, anyone else? Yeah. The organogram of the 
workplace has been very useful. So then there was the boss, she did like Christ, the leader who ties a towel to wash feet. And that might have been talking about God. So like a servant-hearted, servant mentality. Yeah, just humble yourself. And yeah, serve others. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Well, one more over here. Yeah, so just in, in, they're talking about something and saying about how hard it is for them at work and you go, oh, I've got this story about when God did this for me at work. Fantastic, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Amazing situations. I don't even bother making notes anymore. I mean, you guys have just got it all down, haven't you? So, um, yeah, the, the first thing I felt God say to me was just remind you of James 1.19. Be quick to listen, slow to speak. Just being, being available to just hear, hey, tell me, how are you really doing? And just listen. Um, one of the things that Alpha is so fantastic with is that they, in, in Alpha, for weeks, you don't really say what you believe. You're there to listen. Yeah. What do you believe? What drives you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Is, is there a God? Like, what do you believe about that? Tell me. I want to listen genuinely. And you know, along the journey, when people realise that we're genuinely interested in who they are and what they have to say, usually the conversation at some point goes, so anyway, tell me, what do you believe? And we've been invited. That being, give people the opportunity to, to invite us. This is called, by the way, Socratic evangelism. This dialoguing along the way. What do you believe? Thinking about it. Um, and probably very effective, particularly in our Western culture. Um, I find often it's easy for me because I can ask the question to somebody, what do you do for a job? And guess what? Probably a question that's going to follow up at some point. I'm obviously, I'm genuinely interested. I'm not just asking it as an opportunity to share what I do for a job. Genuinely interested in who they are. What do you do? What makes you tick? But at some point, they'll probably ask me, what do you do? It's a pretty easy opener to talk about God. We say, oh, I'm a pastor. But sometimes, even when before I was a pastor, would say stuff like, oh, um, yeah, I'm, um, I'm a priest. Because we're all kingdom of priesthoods, right? We're all priesthood. And they'll be like, oh, what? And, you know, well, yeah, I mean, I do this other stuff. And I, and I, and I work as a music teacher. And, and I work doing kids' work at a church. But I'm a priest. Um, I just open up the conversation. Um, but also, I find just talking about church is helpful. When someone says, are you doing dry January? Well, actually, we're, um, in my church, we do this prayer and fasting uh, uh, in January. Prayer and fasting, what's that about? Why do you do that? Oh, because, you know, we just want to take some time to spend, put a focus afresh on God. What, what, what do you mean? You mean like, like a sort of a, just helps you focus your mind? No, in my relationship with God. It just opens up the conversation, talking about sharing our life, about the church side of our life, in order to share about faith in Jesus. And, of course, pray. Pray for an opportunity. How many of us have ever gone, like, how do I talk to this person about Jesus? And yet have never actually prayed. God, would you just open the opportunity? And then lastly, offer to pray for them. If they're talking and they're sharing something really difficult, listen, be with them, help practically and say, hey, can I pray for you? Because I've seen God do amazing things for people when I pray for them. You know, just just want to throw some suggestions out there. There is no, I think, a right way or, or anything like that. It's just want to get the... A kind of a, you know, chew the cud a little bit of how do we do this? Let's really think about it. Okay, um, so we've got the opportunity um, to share with friends uh, about what God's done in our lives, in us, through us. So how do we do that better then? So we're going to practice. We're going to practice actually doing it. 1 Peter 3, 15 to 16 says, But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for, your, for the hope that you have. And do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience. 
want to look at two words in particular here. One, revere Christ. Um, this word means to honour as holy. Keep God first. Love God. That's really important. We love God in our hearts. And two, the word answer is, uh, is apologio, which is where we get the word apologetics from. But this is not just about that sort of uh, um, argument for, but it's just, it, it means give reason for. So the word here means a reason or give account, or we could say practice. Practice how to communicate what God has done. So last week we talked about some different ways uh, that, that God moves in our lives that sometimes we forget in terms of testimony. Just to recap them briefly, because we're going to do this in a moment. Obviously how we came to have faith in Jesus. How did he save us? Our testimony of, of, uh, of new birth in him. Testimony of healing, whether that's emotional, physical, mental, God's provision or his protection. Experiencing God's closeness, love, care, peace, confidence, guidance, purpose, meaning, friendship in a time of loneliness. You read through this, you're like, wow, God, you've done so much for me. <laughs> God leading us in a big decision, restoring a relationship. Has he helped us forgive, spoken truth to us, uh, helped us through a difficult time, worked through grief? Has he answered a specific prayer? Has he freed us from a destructive life pattern? Has he enabled us to do something that we couldn't do alone? And many, many more. Now, last week, we talked around tables about what some of those stories might be. Today, we're going to choose one, and we're going to share what that story actually is. So hopefully, just give a bit of space for the Holy Spirit to prompt you, bring to your remembrance a story. It might be one you've never shared with anyone before, or maybe one you've shared many times. But let him prompt you and bring a story to mind, and we're going to practice sharing it. So let's just take 30 seconds just to think, okay, God, speak to me, and let me just think, what would be a great story just to practice sharing over these next few minutes? Just take 30 seconds just to have a moment before the Lord. Okay, now if you're still thinking I'm not sure yet, then maybe as you share, first let the other person go first, it'll give you time, and uh, just uh, let God just bring something to your remembrance. Now, we're going to look, I'm going to give you three kind of top tips, if you like, or I kind of hate that word in this context, but top tips to, to do this before we share. Um, the first is let any story always have a beginning, a middle and an end. Remember we did that when we were what, in doing English at year five or whatever, beginning, middle and end. Beginning, what was I before or what was happening at the time, you know, as it was? The middle, what did God, how did do, how did he intervene, how did he step in the situation? And three, how have things changed since? Well, how am I different now from where I was? So, okay, that's number one is beginning, middle and end. Second thing is, especially when we're talking about our testimony, it can be really tempting to talk about the church. I came to the church and my life changed. Or someone from the church came and they shared something with me and I changed. The church can't save anyone. It cannot change life, but Jesus can. And if you were sharing that testimony with me, I know exactly what you mean. But someone who's never heard this before might think, ah, oh, if I go to the church, all my problems can be met. We're never gonna, we're not that great a church. We're ne no church is, by the way. We're never gonna be able to do it. But Jesus, if we talk about Jesus, we're pointing to them because in him, needs can be met. Okay, and lastly, as Sam said, be real, be vulnerable. And we can practice that around the tables. Maybe part of this story, if you're willing, and we share a part of it or an aspect of it that maybe you've never been willing to share before. Just being honest. Like, oh, this was really hard. This is how I really felt about that at the time. 
Okay, so uh, I'm going to give you about, we're going to take a bit longer for this. I want to give you like three or four minutes, oh, look at time, three minutes each, okay? So just take three minutes, try and get this, this is like a bus stop conversation, okay? Three minutes to share that, and then I'll let you know when the three minutes is up and we'll swap. Okay, you ready? Over to you guys. Firstly, was that encouraging? Anyone hear some great testimonies? Nobody. Anyone hear some great testimonies? Fantastic. Okay. Brilliant. Now, we're going to take another minute each, just one minute each, to give some feedback. Encourage the other person. Number one, encourage them. What was great about it? What stood out to you? What captivated you? What inspired you? What related to you? What encouraged you? Okay, so that's the most important thing, number one. Number two, was there anything that maybe you found a little confusing or was maybe a little bit too much detail or you weren't quite sure what they meant? Maybe some Christian jargon they were using or something like that. Whatever it might be, be just constructive criticism, anything that would be helpful. Say, hey, this bit was amazing. Talk more about that. Maybe a little bit less about that. Of course, this is all subjective, but usually it's helpful just to have some reflection, isn't it? And, uh, and lastly, remember, we're not trying to change somebody's story. It is powerful because it is their story. We just want to help that feedback, that reflect back, because we want to give a good reason. We want to be able to reasonably and articulately convey what God has done for us, right? So this is this, uh, no one get upset. This is going to be really helpful and really good, okay? Everyone nod at me and smile. Yeah, it's going to be good. Okay, so I'll give you one minute each uh, to do that. Remember, encourage what was great. Number two, anything that would be helpful just to make it even better. Ready? Go. Great. Maybe, uh, maybe there's something in this message that I really need to hear today because I realise I've massively over-prepared. Maybe I need to learn to talk less and listen more. Um, are you okay if we just have five, five more minutes? Okay. Um, appreciate we need to get kids and things in a moment. But just a couple of last things I think are really important just to pick out of, of what I believe God wants to say. What if someone asks us a really difficult question? What if they say, like, the, for example, well... I'm, I'm gay. Does that mean that God's sending me to hell? You think I'm a sinner? How can we be friends if you think that about me? This is an important question that we all need to be able to answer and answer well and lovingly and, and, and truthfully and honestly. What do we think about that? How do we have a relationship if that's all that's very important? I think we can learn massively from Jesus here who seems to so often answer questions with a question. I think one of the most important questions we can ask ourselves and, and with the Holy Spirit is... What is the question behind this question? For example, if that was the question, have people said that to you before? Has that, has that been hurtful to you? I'm so sorry. Tell me about that. Listen. Or perhaps is the question behind the question, do you really love me? Are you really going to accept me? Are you, are you, can I trust you? What's the question that's going on behind? And see if we can ask those questions, say, Hey, what, are you, what are you afraid my answer might be? What might that mean for our relationship? What was your worst fear if, if I said something? And explore it together. Go on a journey together. Listen. And then allow God to give us the opportunity to, to on that journey, to just bring those right words. Because we know the Holy Spirit, Jesus said uh, in, in Luke 12, 12, the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. And we know if the Holy Spirit's going to be loving, it's going to be truthful, it's going to be kind, it's going to invite people draw them 
to Jesus, we know is a stumbling block too in the truth. But God's heart's to draw people to himself, amen? Okay, so questions can be difficult. Of course, we said last week, sometimes we just say, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. Mm. Let me think about it. Let me pray about it. I'll try and find out. I'll come back to you. Um, and remember what we read in 1 Peter, whatever we do, do so with gentleness and respect. Yeah. It's most important. We, we respect someone else's beliefs. We're gentle with our response. Amen. Now, there's two dangers I can see in this kind of message. And bring a message like this. Number one, we start to think about how we can do, do things better. And in doing so, we disqualify ourselves. Right. I'm never going to be good enough. Once I've practiced my testimony enough, then I will be ready. But I don't feel ready yet. That's a danger. But that's not what God wants to say. We need to, he reminds us again from his word, 2 Corinthians 3.3. 3, you are a letter from Christ. Yeah. Written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. You are, not you will be when you practice enough. You are a letter from Christ to a world that, that needs the answer. Amen? So, great to practice this stuff. Important to answer, uh, practice this stuff. Peter tells us we should practice this stuff. But you are already, already a letter from Christ for this world. And then very, very briefly, and we're just going to pray for one another. Again, back to the heart. God first reveals himself as the Lord, the Lord, compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness to Israel, how he reveals himself. And the word compassionate is rakum, which, uh, which is very similar to the word used in Hebrew, uh, rekem, for womb. And there's this, this word picture, every time this word compassion is used, of like a mother and her, this compassion for her baby growing within, within, within her. And, uh, and this beautiful picture, God is this compassionate God who cares deeply, out of this deep, meaningful emotion. And we see it in Jesus too, when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. This, this is at the core of who Jesus is and must be at our core. We love out of his heart of genuine compassion, to listen, to care, to hurt with those who are hurting. Um, and there's so much more we could, on God's heart, it's just so much more. There's going to more come out over the next couple of weeks. But this last uh, thing we're going to do just around our tables, we're going to take another minute each, is just pray for one another, lay hands on one another. If you're comfortable with that, just, just lay hands on one another and pray for one another for a fresh release of the, the Spirit of God, for His compassion within us. This, this raccoon, this like deep, meaningful compassion. And also that fresh release of the Holy Spirit who will teach us all the things we need to say when we need to say them. Amen. So just take one minute, just pray for 30 seconds each. Just this is a release thing. Amen. Over to you guys. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com. 